Thank you for listening to Sermon Audio from Hill City Church in Springfield, Missouri. We are a community of believers who exist to glorify God by making disciples who bring gospel restoration to our city and world. For more information about Hill City or to support our ministry, you can find us online at hillcitysgf.org. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I want to say sorry for my English, for my accent, for my prunes, but also you don't know how, how bad is the Daniels in Italian prunes, so <laughs> I feel better if, <laughs> if I think about him. So, <laughs> so Acts 4.29, we want to read together. So now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the, the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So from the very beginning of the church history, our brother and sister face persecution. History tells us that the first believers furiously face death for Christ's cause. They will die better than anyone else. Will face death like no one else. That's why Christianity spread so powerfully through, throughout the entire Roman Empire. The first believers were often socially outcast people, unschooled concerning education, but they became the most important movement of the greatest empire of the ancient world. So how did they do it? They had experienced something they made them unshakable. They had been shaken up by the power of the gospel of God's grace. For this reason, they could turn the world upside down. Having been shaken up by God, they could shaken the world up too. If you see me move my hands, it's an Italian language. You know, it's part of my... <laughs> The book of Acts chapter 4 describes one of these moments. After healing the crippled man in Jesus' name in the temple, Peter and John were captured and brought before the rulers and the elders of Israel. They boldly stated that the lame had been healed in the name of Jesus, the one and only name which can bring salvation. The Jewish leaders then threatened the apostles, commanding them not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus. They were threatened. The authorities could have taken away their freedom, their belongings, but also their loved ones, even their lives. You can, you can understand how much was heavy that time. Today, the church of Jesus Christ is equally threatened. There are places in the world where it's physically persecuted. In other places, thanking God it's not. But from my experience, the work of the enemy is the same. As he spreads false gospels inside the church that pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ, depriving it of truth, grace, and power. He works alike within our society, clouding 
and keeping minds from listening the one and true gospel. The one that change, the only one that can transform lives. To the people in Italy, our preaching of the gospel is becoming offensive. They see us as weird and radical, and in atmosphere of terror, which we are now living in Europe, whatever is radical, it's dangerous. In Europe, the cross is not politically correct. The message of the cross has been replaced with a simplistic and distant concept of love that even embraced immorality under a flag of tolerance and respect. Society and Christianity in Italy are both threatened by legalism, empty religiousness, materialism, liberalism, and everything that is emotional. In Italy, the gospel is not being preached with boldness, but in order to gain audience, those who proclaim it have perverted its being radical because they prefer to gain human approval instead of God's one. As the early believers did, we too need the church to be shaken up by God and be set free from misleading and unfruitful claims of the false gospel. My challenge as an Italian pastor is to be bold and preach with boldness, truth, grace to my disciples, to my church, and to no believers around my, my life. But you know, we will never have the same fruits we read about in Acts if we don't preach the same gospel of the apostles. The challenge is to be steadfast, even when your beloved disciples are attracted by the deceit of the world and give up living for Christ to stay faithful, even if we'll be alone. Guys, I need courage. It's hard sometimes see who you love you, who, who love who, the, the disciple that you bring to Christ left the church or left the heart of the gospel and live for something else, money, success, or something else. There is a spiritual battle that his church in Europe is facing today. And we are facing every day a spiritual battle in our home, in our environment, in our city. I was young, I was 18, when my walking with Jesus started. And early in my faith, I saw how much the enemy won't stop us to change life, to conquer life. Our battle is, no, is not against flesh and blood. And only those disciples taking their cross every day, dying to themselves and obeying the Holy Spirit can win and conquer soul for Christ. We need boldness 
and truthfulness in a world that is becoming more and more untruthful, where even the chosen are deceived. You know, today the world doesn't need a new definition of Christianity. Rather, it needs a demonstration of it. And we have to be the demonstration of Christianity, the reality of the Christianity, the power of the gospel. A brave church, ready to obey the Holy Spirit, even when the going gets tough. The world needs to meet Christ-like men and women who walk, speak, live, and pray like him. So, what we are going to do before such threats? What the early church did? We'll have to join our brothers and raise our voice to God as one. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy Jesus. That day, our brothers were shaken up by those threats. You know, you don't pray for courage if you are not afraid. If you don't feel weak, they were shaken up. They were paralyzed, petrified, because everything around them had been shaken up. They could have lost everything. But how did they pray? They would not pray for protection or for their threats to cease. They would not pray for freedom to speech or for their safety, but for boldness. Among the many possible requests and needs, courage and boldness were all they needed. Their prayers show what they consider as essential for their lives. Our word, my word, can be shaken up. My certainties, our certainties can be wiped away. Our own life even taken away. But there is someone who can never be shaken, you know, our God. And we want, and we want to be found in him, steadfast and unshakable. We want the real power of the gospel. He will make us a real witness of the gospel even in our darkest hour. If we read the verse after, we see what happened after they prayed. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The earth was shaken. God shook his disciples so they could understand that he is rock solid more than anything else, that he's more authoritative than any other authority. Through the presence of the Holy Spirit, he revealed himself so they could realize that he's more, he's more real than anything else. They were shaken in order to better consider what is real and unshakable. When God is real in your life, you are ready to lose everything. The more God is shaking you up, 
the less you will be shaken by the word. Today, the word needs boldness. We need to be shaken and shaken by God in order to be bold. I'm not saying that you have to wait till the earth shakes. But when God speaks and reveals himself in your life, our word has to be shaken always so that he can make us unshakable. You know how God did with me a few weeks ago. We having a dinner at our home with our friends Angelina and Moreno. It's a nice couple. They came at our baptism. They were touched and they want to, you know, they asked me for the gospel. I gave to them the gospel of John and they came after a few weeks at my home. You know, I used to prepare for my um, guest a beautiful pizza, a really good pizza. They very Italian pizza. Not like um, Daniel, Daniel pizza <laughs> that I tasted uh, two days ago. He made a, I couldn't believe it, he put uh, barbecue salsa in, in pizza. <laughs> For Italians, it's a little bit offensive. Uh, I still love my brother and <laughs> I just eat uh, small pieces. But it was, was, was pretty good, but it wasn't a pizza. <laughs> so then next time I will teach you how to do pizza, the real pizza. So they, they live in a tiny, isolated village in the town in, around us, in our area, in a village that uh, maybe there is 100 families, so it's really tiny. And we were also sharing the gospel with them at my home, around my table. And he was telling me what happened a few months ago. He, he is a farmer. He's a simple man. He like, looks like an Irish man. He's a really red. He's, and he was, um, he, he's a farmer. He has uh, 600 olives. And he has also a press olives, you know, the machine that make the oil, the real oil, extravergine d'oliva. <laughs> I'm joking. And <laughs> so he was, you know, the, the machine was, uh, wasn't work that day. So he opened the machine, he turned, you know, he put his head inside to see what was the problem. But with his knees, he turned on the machine. So someone grabs, you know, the, the machine takes his hair and pull him inside the machine. That day he was sure to be, you know, to die. He was ready to die. But in one second, he felt someone behind him grabbing him and saving him from death. And then he turned his head around him, and no one was there. That night, at my home, he confessed that it was God. God saved his life. 
that day God was there to save Moreno so that he could have a second opportunity to listen the gospel at my home. What amazing God we had. On that day, God shook me up. On that day, I was deeply touched, thinking about the grace of God, who loves so much the lost souls, so they may acknowledge Christ Jesus as the only name that brings salvation. You know, guys, God is working. God is alive. And on that day, I was reminded about it. On that day, he removed unbelief, false certainties, and complaints from my heart. And it's, it's only by grace that he shakes us so that we can lose our self-confidence and be filled by the Holy Spirit. I believe that still today, just like it was at the time of the apostles, his spirit can shake the earth under our feet. Removing every wrong belief, false religiousness, and legalism of the soul. And filling us with himself so that we can preach the name of Christ in truth. For, for the early church, the fullness of the Holy Spirit was not the end, but the beginning. As it was the truthfulness of the gospel. The apostles couldn't witnesses of Christ till the Father sent the Holy Spirit upon them. He opened the door for the spreading of the gospel. So God sent his Son in the power of the Holy Spirit so that the Son could send the Spirit with his power over us. And today, the Spirit keeps sending his church, me and you, so that he can testify with power and boldness. We have to be bold, living the gospel in every aspect of our lives and preaching it with boldness, obeying the spirit with boldness. Do you know how the book of Acts ends? It ends with a bold and courageous preaching, the Apostle Paul preaching in Rome. Acts 28:31. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and thought about the Lord of Jesus Christ with all boldness, boldness and without hindrance. The book of Acts doesn't really end. For 2000 years, the church has carried on the mission of Christ. So let us carry it on with boldness together. Let's go so that the world can see what cannot be shaken and knowledge that there are unshakable men, a woman like me and you. The church in America has had powerful impact around the world, also in my country. Today I'm here and ask you, don't give up, don't give up. We need you to keep fighting. Keep presenting yourself 
as living sacrifice to Christ. Present your body, present your faith, present your prayer life, present your all resources that you have for us, for the advancement of the kingdom of God in the world. So guys, don't give up. Keep going. Be bold. You know, uh, maybe you don't know this story, but I want to encourage you. A um, few months ago, I was working uh, in a secular job, like many, many Italian pastors do, because Italians, evangelic church, they are not sometimes big enough to support the ministry. So I was working, and I was working in a, a secular job, and, but was so hard, was too, too hard sometimes to keep going and to, you know, to serve the church, my church, in a way that was uh, uh, useful. So um, we felt, me and my wife from God, that was the time to, you know, to do something else, to left the church, the, the work. So we went in vacation for three days, and we had a beautiful time together. And that day, God, God was poking to my heart and my and Miriam's heart about to, to do something for, for my job. So we came to Perugia. We came to Perugia with a, a decision to left my full-time work and try to have a part-time job. So I went to my boss and asked to him, uh, can I work uh, part-time? And he told me, no, you can't, we need you. We, you know, it's, it's impossible that you left this job. So the next day, I went at job, and I gave you know, my licenciamento, I don't know the word. So I give up, I left the job. The next day, I went uh, at home, you know, I was at the table for lunch with my, my wife. And, you know, we were thinking about, you know, what we have to do, you know, what God has for us. We have to find another job. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I have to be a job that can me, you know, give me opportunity to serve the church in a way that is really helpful. And... 1 o'clock p.m. that day, someone ring at my door. Train was the post office girl. So I went out. Hi, hi, I have a letter for you. Ah, oh, beautiful. I hope that it's no, uh oh, it's no, uh, you know, light, gas that you have to pay, you know. She gave me a letter. And I came, out, I came in in the, in, the, in the house. I opened the letter. And there was your support for us. We opened, and we received a check from you. From you. God so quickly answered to our prayer. He is so grateful. He is so full of grace. So 
so we could worship God for your faithfulness, for his love, and for our family in Christ in Springfield. So we want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to be bold. Thank you for, to be our family in Christ. Your faith can change the city, this nation, but also the world. Can change also my city, my nation. We are the same body, upon the same head, Jesus Christ. We, we are working for the same kingdom. So let us work together as the Lord saves lives in Italy. I saw many young people here, and I have a heart for young people. I want to say thank you for to be here, but I want to also challenge you. This is a precious time in your life where you can give your life to Christ. To take a step of courage and serve Jesus Christ. You have to, cons you have to do a consecration. Give your life to Jesus. I did when I was young, really young. And I'm still thankful God for his love for me. And he used me in a powerful way, not for my strength, but for his grace, for his love. It's a beautiful adventure. Be a disciple of Jesus Christ, radical and bold. Be like that. Be like that. Be like Christ. Desire to be like Christ. I want to be like Christ more than anything else. Can be, will be a cost, high cost. But what you will receive is beautiful. It's beautiful. So we will love you. We love you so much. I want to say thank you. And I want to close this time together with a prayer. Signore Gesù, grazie, O oh Padre, perché tu sei fedele. Tu sei pieno di misericordia. Tu sei pieno di grazia e tu ci ami così profondamente, Padre. Oh, Signore Gesù, grazie, Padre, perché tu ci hai chiamato, Padre, a vivere la nostra fede come discepoli di Cristo Gesù, Signore, noi vogliamo farlo. Benedici, Signore, i miei fratelli di Springfield, Padre. Benedici, Signore. Rendili dei discepoli di Cristo Gesù affinché la luce di Cristo possa, Padre, esplodere, Signore, e possa invadere, Signore, non soltanto questa città, oh, Signore, ma tutto il mondo. Benedici la tua opera, nel nome di Cristo Gesù. Amen.